You might have heard the news that two of our area's largest medical institutions are planning on merging. OHSU is seeking to absorb Legacy Health before the end of 2024, which means both companies would operate as one entity, employing more than 32,000 people in over 100 locations. But what does this mean for patients and just the overall quality of care or for the cost, and especially for all their healthcare workers that are still struggling since the pandemic? So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Oregonian reporter Jeff Manning about the impending merger and how it may greatly impact the Portland healthcare market in the coming years. It's Thursday, August 24th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. This is pretty big news. OHSU and legacy merging. Like, what does that mean for patients then of either uh, organizations? Well, that's the multi-million dollar question that no one quite knows yet, including a lot of anxious employees. Um, it is huge. Uh, these were both two of the largest employers in the Portland area. They, the combined entity will be the largest employer in the state other than, you know, government. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see what the impact on the marketplace will be. A lot of anxiety out there among healthcare regulators that uh, this will... This will be a problem in terms of higher costs. Um, that the studies have shown that when there is major consolidation, uh, prices go up. But what doesn't go up is the patient care. Um, is from that same study, which is uh, sad. Um, so there is evidence that costs might go up. Um, but I did hear that on the insurance side, it's going to be the same. Like the um, same insurance will take legacy OHSU, like people who are part of these organizations or who go to them as, as patients won't have to worry about um, that part of it anyhow. Um, they may say that. Um, oh, so you're you're thinking not so much? Well, I mean, I think the, the devil's in the details, you know, and uh, uh, I think it's way early to say that there's not going to be some sort of complication for certain people. I, you know, I don't know that that this whole thing is filled with unknowns at this point. They have not filed any application with the state regulators, which they have to do. Gotcha. Oh, so once that happens, that's when all of those details will get hammered out as to which insurance will be kept and possibly even costs and all that. Um, I can predict that regulators will be pushing legacy and OHSU officials for that kind of information. Gotcha. Whether they'll get satisfactory answers, I have no idea. Right. And, you know, we both actually um, mentioned a study, and I just wanted to clarify that there were two studies done, one in 2020 by a report by Medicare Payment Advisory Commission. And they were saying, hey, when these types of mergers happen, not only do the price go up, but the care goes down. But however, there was another study made by an industry group, the American Hospital Association, which is kind of already telling, in 2021. And they claim that when they do these types of mergers, that the it drives uh, down costs and increases performance. But again, it, this study was, was made by an inside industry group. So there's that to consider. Um, you question their objectivity? I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? They may have a point of view. So you mentioned the the employees just a little bit. Like, how is this going to impact the employees? Like, how what are they nervous about? Well, I, they're nervous about their jobs. They're nervous about, uh, you know, with any merger, 
uh, it, consolidation is part of the attraction. You know, you can uh, you get more business, and uh, you maybe can save a lot of money in terms of employment. But they made a point of of saying no decisions have been made on that, and they made a point of saying that uh, there's really no geographical conflict here. The legacy and OHSU generally generally have their facilities in uh, parts of town that are not directly in competition with one another. That's true. But something that I found interesting was the that the Oregon Nurses Association uh, put out a statement that they were in support of the merger. Yeah, well, that's huge, by the way. They're yeah. a very powerful group, and uh, nurses... There are more nurses by far than anybody, any other interest group within the hospital. So they they were not happy with Legacy. And they're generally, generally happy with OHSU, although there are some negotiations going on right now. I know. I was like, aren't they about to strike? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not a member of the union. It's not like I'm privy to their innermost thoughts, but I, I do know a lot of employees, and uh, generally, I would say that uh, on the scale of companies that have an intensely bad relationship with the union, uh, maybe intensely bad is not, maybe that's a little <laughs> strong, but in terms of tension, Providence and Legacy are right up there together. Oh, okay. I'm just going to name names here. You know, he's just doing it, guys. You better buckle up. Jeff is just getting started. <laughs> See, the, the thing about Legacy is they're mostly non-union. Mm. And recently there was that huge blow up out in Gresham about the birthing center. Uh, that they, they closed? That yeah. they closed without, uh, and that really got people bent out of shape, um, claiming that it's not fair to East Multnomah County to close the one birthing center out there and expect people to drive to Emanuel instead with the with the woman in full delivery. I just, yeah. it, it really worsened relations out there. But just like you said, Jeff, the Oregon uh, Nurses Association, their statement wasn't like, hey, this merger is going to be amazing because mergers are amazing. Their entire statement was like, legacy so bad that this can only help legacy hospitals because now they'll be part of a better organization that will hopefully, you know, oversee them and oversee these issues. And I wanted to ask about like, why do you think Legacy has had such a bad go of things? Um, you know, I think Legacy is a really, it's a strong company, right? It's, uh, it's got its challenges. Every hospital company does. Healthcare is not an easy deal. The pandemic was brutal. Uh, both morale-wise and financially. And uh, it is not an easy time to be a healthcare chain. Uh, it's not like they're rolling in money. And then some of it is just bad luck. Uh, well, nurses will wring my neck for saying that. I was about to say some of it was bad luck that the, the security guard at Good Sam was shot and killed by uh, this disgruntled family member of a patient. And uh, that just... Uh, was really difficult for everybody, obviously. And uh, a lot of nurses were really, they went public with their thoughts that uh, Legacy's security exactly. operation was not up to snuff, was underfunded, understaffed. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, 
That's what led to Bobby Smallwood's murder. Yeah. And I hear why why you, you, you cut yourself off there, because if there's internal notice of, hey, our security measures are crap and, you know, we need more, this isn't good. And especially if it's the nurses pointing all this stuff out and nothing happens, I can imagine them just being like, well, this is exactly what we thought was going to happen. All right, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, I want to talk about why these large medical institutions are in such bad financial standing. You also mentioned something about these chains not making money. And I just, there's something about hearing that these giant health organizations are losing money because our healthcare is so expensive in this country. So that means that something is so irrevocably broken. Like, why are their finances in such dire straits when insurance companies and and regular folks are are paying just an insane amount of money for Band-Aids and just, you know, and uh, an IV? It's like thousands of dollars for these items. Like, how are they not making money? If you can answer that question, I think the Biden administration wants you to Join the cabinet. Yes. Jeff, let's go. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> let's go. I mean, that is a, it's a great question. It's a question for our time. Um, the fact is, it lost $172 million in its last fiscal year. And uh, none of the really important numbers looked very good. Their, their capital was, weight, was down. And there was concern on the board, the legacy board, that... Uh, it wasn't going to get any better anytime soon. And it didn't look like the company was sustainable. And so they had to look for options. And OHSU was a hungry, hungry buyer. And, you know, being a quasi public institution, uh, it, uh, you know, it suffered during the pandemic too. It lost a lot of money, but, and it still is uh, losing money, but it's losing a lot less money as a percentage of the whole than, uh, than legacy is. They had been talking to OHSU for a long time. Uh, it never really seemed to me as a total outsider, they were just sort of exploratory. And, and then uh, 2023 fiscal numbers came out for legacy and suddenly it got very serious very quickly. I mean, we're trying to figure out to be able to tell that blow by blow inside account of how it got so serious so quickly and, and, what were the personalities on the board that that led to this? Uh, at this point, that remains a mystery. And that's going to be a fun story to research. Yeah, to just keep going. Because right now what you're basically saying is like, this is the first wave of this merger, which is basically us even knowing about it or that <laughs> us hearing these details of what's coming forth and then all the people either rallying for it or against it. Um, but there's more to be told is what I'm hearing. There's going to be more more the finer details because as you said they haven't even submitted this to like the FTC regulator right as well as the state the the bottom line is we are we are months away from this thing getting even reviewed let alone approved or or rejected so you know we have plenty of time to figure out what happened on the inside and the state has shown that they are willing to th- turn that sort of have, willing to turn things down if they don't think it's in the public interest. They've rejected other hospital proposals. Um, So we'll see. So this could very well just dissipate. Well, 
you know, the, that other company was an out of the area operation, very little cloud in Oregon. OHSU is like the definition of an insider with all of the connections in Salem and, and, and same with legacy. So uh, it's going to be really hard for the state to, to turn this down. Yeah. And that's because OHSU used to be a state organization and then they turned over to a nonprofit, but they're still getting state funding. The best of both worlds. Yeah, I know, which is probably why they're sitting pretty. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if sitting pretty is the right adjective for where any of these companies are at right now. It's uh, They are fighting all sorts of problems. Uh, the influence of the pandemic is profound. Um there are a whole lot of people quit. A whole lot of people are angry. They feel like they risk their lives every single day. And I'm talking mainly about nurses here. And uh, they feel like they were not appreciated. And uh, that is across the board almost, be it Legacy or OHSU or Providence or someone else. Uh, it seems to me that it's taken, it has taken a lasting toll on the relationship between management and nurses. And... Uh, you know, we'll see how long it's going to take to regain some degree of normalcy. But, uh, you know, serious morale problems right now. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think that going back to the merger, do you think this is going to change anything for other health providers in the area that um, this, you know, one of the largest nonprofit chains is going to be merging with OHSU? Well, that, that's a really interesting question. I, the Portland market is controlled by five big companies. Name them. I, I want to hear them, Jeff. Known tongue-in-cheek as the five families. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Legacy, Providence. Uh -huh. Okay, I'm going to screw this up here. Legacy, Providence, OHSU, Kaiser, and Peace Health. You know, when you're talking about five families, two of them decide to merge, uh, some people are going to get rubbed out. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, I mean. <laughs> That's the best analogy. <laughs> but also just, so you think it's going to happen? Someone's going to be taking a shave and they're going to get a hit? They're going to the mattresses here. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. I think that, I mean, it's brutally competitive. And it's it, the, the, the philosophy is grow or die. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... Hopefully this will work, you know, hopefully this will work in everybody's best interest. You know, legacy hospitals will be suddenly under the umbrella of OHSU, which has financial resources that they didn't. Their hospitals are not in obvious geographic conflict. Uh, they, and they certainly made a point of saying during the initial announcement that uh, we have not made any decisions on consolidation. And so, you know, if all things work out, then we're all going to be happy. Um, you know, on the other hand, the whole point of a consolidation is to uh, consolidate. Time will tell. Well, thank you again, Jeff. I really appreciate you spending some time with us. My pleasure. It was fun. And now for your microdose of news. 
A new audit shows systemic problems at Portland and Multnomah County's Joint Office of Homeless Services. The audit was conducted at a time when both local leaders and the general public have raised a lot of concerns about the Joint Office. For one, there's been multiple reports that the Joint Office is failing to spend tens of millions of dollars of voter-approved funds. The audit report identifies issues like clunky contract management, poor communication, and inadequate data collection, which have hindered the office's ability to effectively address homelessness. And Governor Tina Kotek's Central City or Downtown Revitalization Task Force unveiled its plans and priorities for Portland this week. They include a focus on livable neighborhoods, community safety, housing and homelessness, and service-related taxes, question mark. The task force will establish issue-specific committees and collaborate with experts to generate recommendations, and it plans to present those recommendations at the Oregon Business Summit on December 11th. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you with Slims.